You know, the truth of the matter is that half of the time you're trying to figure out, well, what's next? And you're asking yourself questions. But the truth of the matter is that passion, passionate, being passionate about the thing does not pay bills. If I could just get you to entertain this idea with me, that if I could move your passion or your excitement around your passion into actual action, you'd make a whole hell of a lot of money a whole lot faster. Today, I have the great luxury of having V.T. Ross, who's headed into our studio. More importantly, who's going to delight you on this super delicious, grown-ass conversation about what does it actually mean to make money? How do you get past $100,000? How do you actually think about becoming the kind of human woman that makes more than half a million dollars? But more importantly, what does it take to move this conversation from just being passionate to real action? Action that you can quantify, action that you can bite into, and action that you can actually use to help others. Oh, let's get into it. Hey you, welcome to Build the Damn Thing, a place where myself, Tiffany Largie, and our amazing Do the Damn Thing coaches show you how to use your story to build it all. Whether it's your first six figures, your next layer of multiple six figures, or maybe you're on your way to a million. And if it's not that, it's the life of your dreams. Where you are free, you are strong, and you are whole. First, we're going to show you how to use your story to build a strong foundation. And then next, we're going to show you how to use your story in sales and marketing to clean up the cracks. And last but not least, we're going to show you how to use your story to gather people. Because the truth of the matter is that there's nothing stronger than being connected to people who just understand you as you are where you are so you can stop explaining yourself. I want to remind you that now that you're here, you are home and I officially welcome you to our family. All right, let's get started. Tia, you're here. I'm here. Listen to me. You know, I'm actually really excited about this conversation, not just because I just love spending time with you, but the truth of the matter is that this one's going to be so doggone good. This is good. The, the, there is this um, sidebar conversation that Tia and I have been having um, through her journey and through our collective time together about people who are passionate. And it's not that we don't appreciate the people who are passionate, but the truth of the matter is that passion doesn't pay the bills. Let's just take a moment and set into that. I thought it'd be so uh, just a moment for you and I both to uh, come into the studio and more importantly, hold a grown conversation about what does it actually take? And more importantly, why is it that so many people feel that being passionate about such and such is the way to the top, not the top, but a way to get to what they want to get to? I know it sounds crazy, but I couldn't even like I was anticipatory, just the anticipatory. That was a big word. <laughs> I just went there for both of us. I was anticipatory about uh, spending this time with you, uh, you know, because the 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 truth of the matter is that I believe wholeheartedly you're either doing the damn thing or you're not. And uh, you're someone who I respect and I love, you know, I wish I was calling this like a client corner, but the truth is that this is just a different type of a conversation. Mm -hmm. Tia, when someone says to you, I'm so passionate about um, the work that I'm doing and it is the passion that I'm using to build the next layer or level. What's your immediate response? I immediately think about, uh, is it your passion or is it a hurt from the past? Wait a minute. Wait, hold, mm -hmm. Let me take off my glasses mm -hmm. for this. Wait a second. Mm -hmm. oh, hold on. <laughs> wait, <laughs> we wait, can wait, ride wait. into it. Wait a second. Wait a second. 
Is it, is it, wait, wait, rewind, Come on. please. Is it your passion or is that a hurt from, from the, the past? past? And neither, it's not right or wrong. It's just a matter of recognizing it. Let's because just be clear once, with what it is. Let's be clear what it is because a lot of people feel that passion gives you the right to lead something. Hmm. Passion doesn't give you the right to lead something. Passion doesn't give you, I almost leaped over and kissed Passion you. doesn't give you the right to lead something. You have to do the work to see where did this passion come from. A good 85 to 95% of the people that tell me that, yeah. if you stop and dig a little bit deeper, you'll find that that passion was lit by a fire, usually by hurt, yeah. a trauma, or something that we've experienced. And we don't want someone else we're passionate about not uh, making sure that person doesn't go down that road. Totally. So we've created something. Yeah, yeah. Now, while that's great, it may not give you the right to lead something, create something, be the business owner of something. It may not even be the thing that you need to be doing to make money. And I just think the starting point when people tell me that is, let's just stop and get clear. I almost want to hold your hand right now. I, I'm like, <laughs> I was like, wait a second. We were just supposed to be having a little bit of a conversation. Did you hear that? Like, did you feel just as schooled in the last 90 seconds of our lives? The truth of the matter is that she is a thousand percent right. The passion, passionate thing that you have that's in front of you. Yes, we are happy. I am thrilled that you have that. But it doesn't mean that that's the thing you're supposed to be making money with. That is half of the reason why people can't pay their bills. Exactly why. It is half of the reason why people can't pay their bills. Why there are also so many business owners that or I don't even know if we can call them business owners, but real truly hobby owners who are making under, you know, it's not that making under $100,000 is no good. Uh, making under $100,000 for the right individual is great. But making under $100,000 and, and building and having a business where you have to pay taxes and tools and people, and God forbid you have a brick and mortar, like you're out of gas. You're not even taking home enough money to pay your mortgage or your rent or even buy real food. So for me, that's a whole problem. Mm -hmm. It's not about status. It's not about getting to a certain level. It's literally about your ability to truly survive. And survive does not mean that your lights are not cut off. Surviving means that your, your lights are not cut off and you can pay for your kid's field trip twice. And you can go and eat something. And if you're a woman, you can go and get your nails done because you need to get your nails done. Stop playing. Mm -hmm. The truth of the matter is that I I really did I love what she just said. I, I she is right. Because in all fairness, we take that passion into the business world. We yes. are close to because a person is connected emotionally to the thing they're passionate about, right? Mm -hmm. So then that person's like, oh, I'm a great baker. I just love baking. When the truth of the matter is that baking was part of their therapeutic way of getting out of what this was happening at their home. And the biggest challenge with that is what happens when the passion runs out. Mm. See, this is this is why we're having this discussion today. If you're listening, a lot of times you find yourself stifled, you're stagnant, you're stuck. And the if you, if that's you, if you know this is convicting you. I feel like you just said the three you know, S's. Say it again. Okay, you're stifled, you're stagnant, and you're stuck. It's like a triple S. It's a triple S. Mm-hmm. And the issue with that triple S is, is that you're sitting on something that needs to be birthed and you're calling it a passion, but you're stuck in a rut. The reason why you get stuck in that rut that is, so is because that is so you good. haven't taken the time to heal that. You haven't taken the time to really look at that. Now, I'm not saying that businesses don't grow out of passion. Great businesses sure. grow out of passion. Yeah, for sure. 
And we need to be clear because what ends up happening is someday the passion will run out. Someday. Let's take a moment of silence there. I feel like that deserves a moment of silence. If I had a lighter, I would light it for you. Someday the passion will run out. Now, I want you to hear what she says. She didn't say someday the passion might run out. She didn't say the passion could run out. She said the passion will run out. And there was a period at the end of that period. That is correct. The passion will run out. And the question is, once that passion runs out, will that business survive? See, you haven't stopped to handle the strategy behind it. This is how you know the difference between a hobby and a business. I want you to take a moment. I want to give some context as to why every note and every item that Tia just said and everything that if you have not gotten a piece of paper and pen, take yourself back to the beginning of this and take notes. Tia, know what it's, Tia knows what it's like to... Um, have a full-time job. She knows what it's like to have passion for an item, but she also knows what it's like to put away a half a million dollars in a business. She also knows what it's like to build and architect things that she doesn't have to touch again. Tia's business acumen is amazing. And even though I have the luxury of, of working with her and her being a do the damn thing client or a Tiffany Larkey client for that matter, it doesn't change the fact that I am in awe of her and what she was able to do before she ever walked into our doorsteps because she represents the top 10%. So every single item, every word, everything that you think about where you say, oh, but that's not true. You have to ask yourself this question. Do you want to be rich or do you want to be right? There are no two ways. You're either going to listen to what she just said, because I, if I had a pen and paper, I'm about to take out my phone and start taking some notes. Because she, not only is she correct, not only is she correct, but those three S's, that's the cycle that people find themselves in, yes. specifically women. Because if you are a caregiver on top of that, you have real responsibilities in your life. And the truth of the matter is that you're trying to use your passion to get out of something else happening, right? Like yep. you might be a single mom, uh, paying bills is hard. You don't have, for me, I didn't have a way out. And I kept thinking to myself, man, if I could just make more money, X, Y, Z would change. I'd have more options. I could get out of this marriage. I could leave the city. I could move to a house or a place that was better for our life and lifestyle. But when you take that passion where you're emotionally connected to, and mm -hmm. really and truly was an outlet for you. And you try to put pressure on that outlet that was something that used to feel good for you. That's when you break. That's when you break. Because that's when you take something that used to feel good for you. You put pressure on it. That's real pressure. If you have, if you try to take your passion, you're paying your bills. And you're like, hey, passion, you got to produce $5,000 a month. And it doesn't. You've put yourself in trouble. Yes. You've put your passion. I don't even know. You've almost cut your like how do i say this you've almost like like yes. cut out the thing that the 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 energy source you had or am i am i making sense definitely like you you're cutting out some part of yourself and i feel like that's why 27 turns into 30 turns into 32 and then you you hear mm -hmm. you know even as we're talking about you hear that person's <laughs> like oh what i used to do such and mm -hmm. such and such i don't really do it anymore i've always wanted to mm -hmm. i thought of, i've been thinking about yeah Tell me this, do you, when you think about, because um, our evolutions are very similar, uh -huh. um, uh, where we built what we've built out of need. Uh -huh. And it wasn't like, oh, I have a passion for getting to X amount of revenue. It was like, no, I have to cut this cycle out. Yeah, I could give you a live example for myself. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I have a passion for youth and community. I do. And it is tied to a rough childhood. 
Okay, so I'll call myself out. And at some point I realized through this journey Mm -hmm. that, and I didn't even seek out to work with adults. Today I have a successful brick and mortar counseling center that serves only adults. We're not 18 and under, we're 18 and up, only adults. Now, I never said, my passion is adults, sign me up for it. What led me to that was a business decision. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a hardcore conversation, a business decision. Now, I still work with my youth and communities. I haven't thought about, I haven't left them out. My passion is still, I'm still touching my passion. And when it comes to business, the adults are the ones that need it first and they, and they pay for it. They have access to it. They, they're the and decision they makers. they pay for it. They pay for it. They're the decision makers. They, they can write the check for the child. But before you can get them to write the check for the child, they have to see that is something going on with them. Correct. Strategy. I had to move out of that. I couldn't get caught up in just that passion. So I, I have to stop really quick because for the person who's listening, I want, I want to make sure you took the right note. The statement is make a business decision. Let me make sure we're all here. Make business decisions only. Yes. Making business decisions is the hardest part about becoming a business owner, a CEO, a true entrepreneur. Um, I I don't even know. Like I could, a breadwinner, Mm -hmm. like whatever title you want to give it. Because the truth of the matter is that I think we both share this where, yes, we at this point in our life, we think about additional streams of revenue or we think about mm-hmm. growing something bigger. But back then it was really about paying more of our bills better, helping more of our family, putting some ground underneath us that wasn't there. Yep. Creating options for ourselves. But you can't you can't create options for yourself when you're living in passion land. No. You know, there is a, there's a fine line. Let me ask you this. There's a fine line between I'm really good at this and my passion. So let me give you an example. Uh I love guitars. Uh I don't love guitars, but let's say I did love guitars. Uh Okay. (laughs) And I was like, man, I could teach guitar lessons. And then it's like, well, I could teach guitar lessons or classes or workshops. It's how do I know if, if for the person who's listening, how do they know the difference between the thing they're passionate about or the thing they're highly skilled at? You'll know the difference because the thing you're passionate about, oftentimes, what when you heard me say earlier, the passion will run out. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is when you're tired, when there's nothing left in you, when there's uh, nowhere else to go, uh, the passion sometimes run out, runs out. Yeah. When you have a hobby or something you enjoy doing, you practice it. So like the example you just gave, uh, guitar, you know, playing this guitar. You practice it. You practice it. And it's that's a very interesting question because how you know the difference is... I love this episode. You're going to practice it. You're going to put it in action. There's a strategy behind it. You know when you'll pick up the guitar. You know that your time commitment to the guitar can only be 30 minutes every three days a week. You see how I'm able to talk this clearly? Passion, you get caught up in the passion. You can't, you're not that clear. You, if you ask someone, their conversation is usually foggy because it's emotional. Totally. 100%. That's how you know the difference. Foggy because it's emotional. Foggy, foggy because it's emotional. And it's passion. Not, nothing wrong with passion. It's Let's just call it what it is. So Let's just yeah, call it call what, what it, it is. This may have to be one of my top 10 favorite episodes ever of any a conversation I've ever had. It is actually the truth of all truths. You're foggy and therefore you can't make decisions in your relationships. You continue to settle 
you continue to tolerate. Yes. You continue to buffer, buffer. I'm buffer. getting That's ready to get one. ready. I'm mm. doing this. You, you're doing a little bit of this over here, but the same thing you're doing over here for those six months look like you're doing over here, but now your hair blonde. Okay, great. But it's still the same thing. And you still have the same amount of money in your bank account. You still are as unhappy as you were mm-hmm. before. Your marriage or relationships is still in the same place. Your kids are still, cut, you know, your kids are still in that place. Nothing has actually grown. You have not grown. Yeah. You're still talking about the passion. You're still talking about the passion. And, you know, if someone was caught up in this right now, the and you know, to bring this to some clarity for some of you, because some of you, as we're talking right now, you're caught in your passion. Even as we're talking right now, 100%. you're on this other side and you're you're like, OK, you guys said a whole lot. Uh, what do I do with this? And But yeah, you know you're convicted. So, you know, I can take it back up to the top. Number one, is this passion or is this hurt? So let's identify that. Do some self-work, self-identification. Is it passion or is it hurt? Once you've recognized that, mm-hmm. the second thing is you need to decide what to do with it. Decide. Once you see what it is, you need the second movement is decide what to do with it. What category are you going to be put it in? Are you, you have to be real with yourself. Decide what to do with it. That is so good. And then the third thing that I would tell you to do is now make it happen. So number one, recognize, is it hurt or is it passion? Be real with yourself. Second thing after that is decide what to do with it. So if it's passion and passion only, decide if you're going to turn that passion into something that makes money. If it sits under hurt, you need to decide what to do with it. Go get some healing. Let me ch- let me challenge you a little bit. Because the first one you said, hey, she's correct. Mm. But I'm going to challenge you a little mm, bit. I'm going to play mm, devil's advocate it. for a moment. Because you said, well, if it's something that you're passionate about, then you need to decide what to do with it. And I get that. But what if you decide, what if you're like, well, I am doing that. Because, you know, I see thousands oh, and thousands of people a year who either walking through our doors, our live event, they attend our night school, and they're like, I'm just so passionate about helping people such and such and such, right? And I have to cut that out. You know, I'm like, cut it out, cut it out. But then they come back with, well, I am passionate, and more importantly, I am making solid attempts at making money with it. So in theory, they would come back to you and be like, well, I am doing that. I am trying to make money. It's not working for you. But it's not working for you. I have, a, I have a very strong belief as to why it doesn't work, which is very true to our business model. You remember when you uh, came into the studio for uh, the VIP day and mm-hmm. I told you that we don't really have an Ascend model? Mm-hmm. It's actually for this reason. I'm desperate to hear your answer because in the middle, we don't have a way for you to ascend because I don't believe in my human core, my intellect spiritually, that this person is going to ascend to be this person. Yeah. I believe that they're going to find some level of buffering status down that's here. Good. That's good. And I know it's painful, but that's also why in the industry that we both have a lot of familiarity with, right? Whether you call it personal development, coaching, or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. This, these people that are in this buffering space, they stay there. My industry has a habit, a sick, gross habit of Uh keeping those people there and deluding them into believing that they're ascending, that there is a way. And it's not that that person can't can't ascend within themselves because they can. And that's what do the damn thing is down here. But the truth is that they're not going to ascend to whatever pretend level is out there because that's not what was meant for that person. There's this crazy idea that like we make, you know, once you make $2 million a year that you're happy. That is not the truth. Once you have a seven figure business that all your problems go away or more importantly, you just have bigger and better problems. No, 
I can, I was just telling someone the other day that it's, you know, there's a truth around why we build things the way we build. Mm -hmm. It's because I decided I wasn't going to create this middle ground for people to get dropped in. Because I felt like if we had an ascend model, that person who really wanted to ascend in themselves and should have been focusing on just ascending in themselves versus ascending to a level where other people are. Did you hear what I just said? I did. I said to myself, if we dismantle that model and we don't give you the ability to ascend, then I get to show you that you can just ascend to be the height of who you can be in this life and what you are. So this idea of, well, I'm really passionate about helping people, so therefore I'm going to help people. I'm really, really excited about that. But then I get into this uh, place where that person says, but I should be making a million dollars because that's what everyone has told me equals happiness. I heard Mm. that I want to be, you know, there are so many people in my industry who use the word like Millie. I want to have a cool Millie, right? Yeah. If it's not that, then everybody needs to be stepping off of a jet. And if it's not that, then of course we all need three Bentleys. We all need a 29 bedroom house when we can only, with 19 bathrooms and we can only pee and we're only one person <laughs> who can pee at one at a time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and again, I'm not saying that there is bad in that, uh-huh. but there is an idea that everybody is, that's everybody's destination and it's not. it's not. And so what happens for these really actually awesome, amazing people who have a lot of skill, passion, and they, instead of instead of developing the best version of themselves and tapping into their yes. true potential, they are are reaching for this far away, distant ideal land. And then 30 turns into 40, 40 turns into 50, 50 turns into 60, 60 turns into 70. These people walking through my doors all the time. And it drives me insane every time I think of one of my peers. And you know what? I'm going to make a declaration. They are not my peers. They are Mm -hmm. no longer my peers. As of this year in 2022, they are no longer my peers. We are not in the same industry. If you're ever listening to this, if someone wants to cut this out and send it to them, please tell, please let them know that I'm saying I'm above them. I want to be clear Mm -hmm. because the truth of the matter is that my, this industry, they thrive on keeping the person trapped and this is how they do it. By deluding them into believing There's that their passion else. is what's going to turn them into passions. the business. Passions and profits, and we're making money. Passions and profits. Ah, this is Tia what, Ross. Yeah, yeah, and I'm big on this because, and, and to answer that question, here's the thing is that, uh, that's why I was saying earlier, your passion does not give you the right to earn money doing it. I know it may sound crazy, but it's the truth. It Once you recognize, cause, so the person that's saying, I'm passionate, I'm doing something with it, and I'm not making the amount of money. Correct. Okay, you're exactly who I'm talking to today. This is exactly what this conversation is about because you need to recognize that and come to, you don't have to. I would just tell you to make a choice to do it because you need to make recognize it. Make a business decision. Recognize this, call it what it is, and make a smarter move. The world is running off of passionate people. I mean, and, and we need everybody and to be we passionate. Need we them. need that. You we go, you, you know, church, we got passionate folks in church. We That's why they get up. Youth. We got in in the in the youth programs in the community. In early childhood, schools, in elderly homes, schools. You know, people, and and we could not run without it. So if you're passionate about something, you're doing it, and it's keeping you here financially, keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Keep doing that. 
And if you need to make more money, do something else. And if you need to make more money, do something else. I'm with you. Don't just keep chasing this pie in the sky behind this passion. That's why I said at the beginning, let's peel back the layers. My number one thing is peel back the layers, get real with yourself and say, did this passion come from a hurt? And then I'm going to take you. Now I'm going to challenge the listener. I love this perspective. Now I'm going to challenge the listener. If the answer is yes, have you healed it? Have you done the work to heal that hurt? Oftentimes, when we're passionate about something to the point where we let it consume our day, let it consume, no matter that we're not making no money doing it and it's consuming our day, I, that's the person I would challenge because most likely there's a hurt there and it just hasn't been healed and you're masking it in, this is how I'm doing something about it. I am no longer a victim. I'm doing something about it now because I'm doing this in the community. And at the same time, you're complaining about your finances. That's because you're co-mingling the stuff. You're co-mingling the stuff. You co-mingling this. So let me, I, I want to, I, gosh, this is so This is good. good. Let me, as I adjust myself, like, mm-hmm. listen, let me, let me take this one step further. So at what point does passion come in? Okay. okay. So passion does get to come back mm-hmm. in the door. And, you know, uh, one of the coolest things when you came uh, for your strategy intensive, you're talking about all the big projects and buildings you're buying and things you're doing. But one of the things I loved was you were like, but be clear that I have to go build this thing now because now is the time for me to go tap into back into those youth to make sure that those community directors and all the people who are fooling around with all the dollars that they're getting are putting the dollars back into the youth. And I'm going to create my own program to make sure the youth around me are taken mm-hmm. care of, mm-hmm. right? And to show everybody how to do it better. But that for you <laughs> is a passion. That's process. a passion. That's a passion. The truth of the matter is that that equals for me, do the damn thing. And I don't think in That's any episode I've ever done or every any stage I've ever talked, I don't think I've ever articulated this. That's what do the damn thing is. I could, I see that. I, I feel that. I had already built a seven figure business in this life, right? So let's say back then, eight years ago, mm-hmm. in my mind, I was like, I don't know how many years I have left, but I've already built, I'm a black woman who got to build a seven figure business in a white world. Like I had already reached whatever I could. Yes, I could go and buy a bigger card. I could entertain getting to a billion dollars, but how many people like me get to actually live out the dream? So for me, after that, I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I, this is my time. Like, it wasn't because I was sitting on a ton of cash. It was really 100% because I was like, man, I got the opportunity in this life to go and build something without a college degree, without an education. I'm still black. I still don't know what their where their father is. You know what I mean? Like, yep. like none of those things got better. Like, I don't want anyone to think those things got better. Jada's going to be 20. I still haven't heard from her father. You get it? And he's uh-huh. alive in the United States. Mm-hmm. The truth, though, is that I made a decision back then when I got into this industry. I was like, you know... When you get to a certain point, you have a responsibility to help people. Everybody has a responsibility. Everybody has a responsibility. It's actually the only reason why I started this whole thing. And back then, you have a much clearer idea. And you also have, like, you have a clear idea. You have pieces from you in the past. And you have a coach, right? You have someone Uh in your corner who helps you. But the truth of the matter is that I felt like I was just like, well, I'm going to roll up my sleeves. And I just started doing a bunch of stuff. It turned into do the damn thing. And sometimes I think to myself, I should have identified this as a not-for-profit. It's the <laughs> truth, you know? But I took my business acumen and I turned my passion into hundreds of thousands of dollars and then millions, right? And, and I say millions, I mean millions over time. 
But at some point, I want everybody to know that I looked at it and I knew that I was co-mingling. I That's knew good. it. I was clear. That is why I made, I was like, okay, well, until I figure out how to build this shit, like until I really figure out how to do it, because now I go, okay, I need to go build another couple businesses. Great. Check. Got that. But this is my, the people who, the people who are fighting for themselves and their dreams and trying to get out of the situation and who need to know that they have like this amazing potential inside of them. I got to go find them. It, it wakes me up every morning. Yes. That's good. So for me, I separated the two. But you can only get into a place of building something around your passion when you are not financially dependent upon it. Okay. You can't, it can't be the thing that you're paying your bills with. Like, like you can eventually use some of those dollars to go explore, but the second that you use your pa the passionate mm. parts of what you're doing and you're like, okay, I got to pay my rent, my mortgage, I'm paying for my kids' college tuition, I'm paying my car note, um, I'm taking care of my health, health insurance, like your, your actual active uh, things that you're, you and your family need, that's a bad place to be because you're going to be compromised as you help people. This is good. This is one of the reasons why I feel so wholeheartedly that I get so angry with this industry because they don't really, yes, I know that there is that coach and this coach and they've gotten, they've made millions and millions of dollars running online ads, putting people into their events and then selling them what I feel like is a hope, hope in a bag. But I feel like we have a moral responsibility. And I feel like I have a moral responsibility because that's wrong. You cannot take someone's dreams and hopes and charge them X amount of dollars and then wipe your hands afterwards like, and then say, well, tough luck. I hope you figure that shit out. You know that they, you can't build a business on profit or maybe you don't know, but someone told you. It's kind of like, you know uh -huh. how when your kids got in trouble and then they're like, mom, you never told me. I didn't know. And then you look at them and you're like, you know what? All right, fine. Well, I told you this once. I will never tell you this again. You know what I mean? Like, do uh -huh. not make this mistake with me again. And then you have a kid or a person and they, they listen. They're like, okay. I actually feel like I created this entire thing so that I could walk <laughs> I into this, this industry because I'm going for the, because it's church is next. That's a different uh -huh. conversation. But in personal, because that's it. It's either personal development or it's church on this planet where people go for healing, for hope, for thoughts, for ideas, for to deal with themselves. Back to what you were talking about when we were talking on the phone yesterday. We were talking about yep. who, how, no one learns how to mentally exercise their mind or their hearts or to how to deal with the emotions. We learn how to go to the gym. When we're in cool school, they teach us how to do sit-ups. They teach us how to physically wear our game. But they don't teach us how to work out our mind, which is what you were saying yesterday. Yes. And I was like, that is so true. The truth is that I feel like I actually got up one day many years ago, walked into this industry, and I was like, you know what? I don't know exactly what I'm going to build, but I'm going to walk in here so I can tell all of you and say, cut this shit out. I'm only going to tell you people once. That's exactly. Stop it. Stop it. It's wrong. Stop You're it. perpetuating the problems on the planet. You're, perpe you're perpetuating trafficking. You're perpetuating the foster care system. You're perpetuating homelessness. You're perpetuating single moms and people being in debt. Like you're perpetuating all of the problems single-handedly by selling this false narrative. Mm -hmm. Put, it, it's, I have never seen so clearly. <laughs> I have never seen so clearly. I have never seen, this is such a this magnanimous day. You have no idea. This is such a good day. I have never seen this clearly 
And, yeah. uh, I, and we're untangling this thing because as, as you said, that's why I'm so passionate we're, about. We're getting into you're it. You're getting into it. That's why I'm so passionate about this, uh, you know, topic of mental health and taking care of the mental. And, you know, what if for a moment, whether they knew it or not, the people in that industry. But now they know. That's Played off of this emotion. For sure. Th- this un heal stuff that's underneath the passion. That's, that's why I'm so passionate about it. Let's get to the hurt. Let's talk about the stuff that no one wants to talk about and let's get to the hurt because the sooner, quicker, faster you get to the hurt, we can get real about which way to take this thing. That Do you want to start so a nonprofit good. because of the hurt? Do you want to make some money? Well, I mean, what's, let's just be real with this and stop uh, uh, making it uh, sexy by calling it passion. Let's stop. Let's just stop. stop that's yeah. exactly it. A hundred. I believe in every fiber of my body that that is how and why I started this. Specifically because I say, if no one tells them that it's wrong, then maybe they don't know. Mm-hmm. But now, at this point, I have told you it is wrong. I have taken a public stance and I'm willing to be rejected. Yeah. I'm willing to be ridiculed. I'm willing to be disliked. I'm willing to be hated. I'm willing to be, you know, dismembered. I'm willing to be out of the cool club. I'm willing to do all the things because I care so much about the person who is being taken advantage. But that's my passion that drives me that far. Mm-hmm. The moment that you stop commingling, that's the moment where you grow. That's where you grow. That's where you are able to see. Not clearly just in business, but I feel like in every area of your life, too. I do, too. Like, every area. Yeah. In all of you, who, who you are. I, you know, I think the greatest part of it, though, in all fairness, you actually get to also see the potential of what you can become. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people don't walk. It's scary to them. And that's when we say, okay, number one, pay attention. Is this passion or hurt? And then number two, what you're going to do with it? Mm-hmm. And then number three, let's get it in action, let's implement it. Whether the implementation means stop commingling it, you see? Sometimes that third thing might be, what are you going to do with it? It might be, let's stop commingling, let's put it in the box it belongs in so I can get down to business let's and shift my life. Put it in the box it belongs in. That's put it in the box so it belongs in so we can shift. And, st- and see, that's what's happening in the industry that's that so you're speaking good. about. It's so commingled that the person that's caught in it, they can't see clear. And now they're thinking, okay, now they've covered up this thing that set them on fire, passionate. They're thinking that they have the right to make money doing it. They think they have (laughs) the right to make money doing it. Yeah. When really it might have just been for you to heal over it. So you could just have a conversation with someone and help them come through it. And leave it at there. Oh, man. Tia Ross, people. Mm -mm. Tia Look, Ross. I'm here. Listen, <laughs> I know it. I'm here. Tell them. Uh-huh. Oh, that is so good. The Tia Ross. I can't even. I can't even put words into what just happened. I can't. I feel it though. It, this is it's cosmic. It's cosmic, and it's even causing people just that's listening to it to change. And, and we're doing it right now because I'm thinking of the times when I'm, and I have to, this is a constant walk. As a CEO, this is a constant walk because passion is a part of who we are. But when does it work for you and not against you, like you're saying? At what point do you pick the passion back up? See, that's a skill in itself. 
it, it, it is a skill in itself. Let me, before we finish, I have to, I have to highlight one thing that I know that the listener is thinking, is gonna, is gonna think and thinking. So you told me the three things that I need to do, mm -hmm. right? I'm the listener. These are the things I need to do because I'm operating a business based on passion. One of the things that I need to do or I can actually make a decision to take my passion and build a business yeah. out of it. But I think the key is I'm listening to you. Along the way, I have to ask myself over and over again, is this a business decision? Did I make a business decision or did I make a passion decision? Yes. Was it my head That's here it. or was it my heart? Yeah. And just the clarity of knowing which one is from now you're getting into how we strategize around your business. Because you can't strategize around can't strategize. Uh, with the passion because you're emotionally connected to it. Just like when artists can't sell the artwork that they just created because they're too attached to it. Mm -hmm. Or people who flip homes are like, I love it so much. I just want to live here forever. Or people who are business owners and they're so emotionally connected to the business that they have that they can't ever imagine selling it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, God, this is probably the best ever. <laughs> you have no idea. I'm literally sitting here. I know that we need to bring this to an end, but I was actually just thinking to myself about when I, um, when I sold my company. Mm -hmm. When I sold my company 10 years ago, I had built that business from the ground up from like zero dollars. And I uh, got to a couple of million dollars in a few years. And uh, I sold it. When I made the decision to sell it is because I found something I was passionate about. <laughs> and it was people. I love it. This is the truth. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that I wouldn't have been able to go and pursue a passion if I hadn't had a business. Now, yes. I'm remembering myself, though, on the, on the day. So let me just tell this story. I had flown actually to Phoenix. And it's about mm. 15 minutes from where we are right now. And I lived in North Carolina at the time. Okay. And uh, I've never told you this story. Mm -mm. Okay. So this is actually how it started. And I need to put this here so that there's context and it lives. And I think this is going to help you frame yeah. all the things. So at this time, just imagine me behind a desk. Um, we cover a, a forever amount of counties in the state of North Carolina. We're doing business on the East Coast, though. And my business partners were all like hardware and software manufacturer type companies. But I'm behind a desk. Uh, nobody knows I'm the CEO. I mean, if they do, I really play off that I'm like the CMO because mm. I'm a black woman in North Carolina. So when I go out with the sales reps, I'm not popular. They're all white guys and I'm not cool. Um, so one day I read a book by a woman. I don't know how, but oh, I got it. So it's a Saturday and I'm reading the, uh, you know how Forbes has like the top 10 list? Uh -huh. Okay. So it has a top 10 list of people to follow in business on okay. Twitter. And I looked at the list and I was like, I don't know who any of these people are, but I also wasn't like an avid who's in business. I was just in my little own world. So I look up number one and it was a woman that was fascinated because I'm always around men. So I go to her website and on her website, I see... Um, like she's teaching people how to start a business, but I'm, I'm so green at that time. I'm like, is she teaching? What does she do though? You get it? Like what's yeah. the product? Yeah. Like what That's does good. she do? And I'm all over the website and in the bottom, it says, um, to buy her book. So I was like, I'm going to buy her book. The, the link took me to Amazon. I had never really bought things on Amazon at that point. Truth. 
You know how Amazon says, mm-hmm. if you like this book, mm-hmm. you'll like, you like these. I ended up buying all 22 of the books they suggested. This is like oh. August of this year. And in my, it, the months before, I had been feeling a knocking, like I needed to go do something different. But I didn't know what it was because I had just left a big meeting with Xerox telling them I was going to deliver $10 million in the next five years, like sign contracts, like mm. You know, I had just built out an office space. Like, I mean, construction built it out. Gorgeous showroom. We had the largest one in the state of North Carolina outside of Xerox. It was crazy. But I couldn't help this feeling. But I wasn't planning on doing anything with the feeling. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I did have this feeling. So this particular, I buy the books and just visualize me as that woman with like an Mm -hmm. apple with my hair pulled up reading these books. And the first book, basically, I won't call out the woman's name out of respect, but it it teaches you how to start a business over a period of time. I get to chapter six and I am sick. I hate this book. I hate mm. this book so much, but I'm reading because I'm like, are there people teaching other people how to grow businesses? Because up until that moment, I had never had a coach. I'd never had a mentor. I had never done any of the above. I, I had never just done any of the above. So I was like, is there an industry for this? It's like, and then uh-huh. there's 22 authors. What? Ah! So I get to chapter six and basically it's it's telling the reader, if you want to start a business, then you need to, um, you have to have really good credit, put away 12 months or six months worth of salary to pay for all your bills, um, clean up all your credit cards, all these things. And I was just like, are people teaching people this? This is trash. (laughs) I'm not saying that it doesn't have a validity, but for a Tiffany Largy, if I had waited for my credit to be perfect to start a business, what are you talking about? Me, uh-uh. me go and save 12 months worth of salary in the bank. You're bugging. That idea is, no was sense. so stupid to me. It made me crazy. So I must have at that point, first time in my life, this is 2014, I went to the internet and started like typing in like, wow. how do you start? Like, I guess I wanted to understand what is this industry that I'm looking at? Like, are, are there a lot of people here? I must have clicked something and I got my very first into an email, like an email sequence. I don't know what I clicked on, but all I know is I got an email. I had never received an email that wasn't work related outside of like a Target and a Walmart. Never. No, I was off the radar. I was not on Facebook. I was not on social media. I owned a seven figure business and was not on social media at all. And so I'm like, I got this email from a woman thinking it was personal. And she goes, hey, me and such and such are going to be live talking at seven o'clock tonight. And I remember turning to my husband and I was like, have you ever heard of these people? He's like, no. I was like, you ever heard of people talking live on a camera? No bullshit. And I was so fascinated that people were going to be live for free talking on the Internet. This is the (laughs) truth that I came home early so that I could cook dinner and I could sit and watch this thing because I was like, I want to see people talking about business. So there I am watching. I can remember like it was yesterday. Jada is, someone's doing my hair. One of the kids are fooling with my hair. I have this little like makeshift office in our apartment. I have a seven figure business and I live in an apartment. I want everybody to know. And the truth is that we're as cozy as can be. And all of a sudden she goes, well, you can come to this event and you can have a ticket for $249. And I was like, there's an event? People go to events. Never been to an event before. So I remember turning to everybody and now it's November. And I'm like, I've never been to the West Coast like that, but I've never been to a business conference. I'm going to go to a business conference. I, that year I had told people that people told me I'm antisocial. 
I don't, cause I'm an introvert. A lot of people don't believe it. I'm happy as hell by myself. And so all I know is that I was like, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to go to a fast forward. I buy this ticket for 247. I can remember going, Jada, get my wallet. I'm excited, but I'm not excited about seeing them. I think I'm excited about traveling. Just the idea of be, this. Just the yeah. idea of whatever this is. And so I buy the ticket, the event's in two weeks. I And my husband's like, go. You know, everybody's like, go. You know, you've never been to anything like it. I pack, get over to the West Coast, go to Phoenix, Arizona, go to this event. And I will never forget listening to this for three days. And all I could think of is these people are listening to her she doesn't even know anything. That's not how you build a seven-figure business. That's, a stu- that's all I'm doing. I'm hating. I'm, it's so bad. I'm sitting in my chair, sick as a dog, hating. Mm. Now, there is a guy. His name is Mark Stoner. I'm going to introduce you to Mark. So Mark is now a dear friend of mine, but back then, he was at the same conference. I was late on day one, and it's 300 people in a room, and so I look for the open seat. He has his backpack on the seat, so I, hi, can I sit? You know, he lets me sit. And then I'm the asshole sitting in his ear going, Talking all the you time. like these people? What do you like about these people? Did you buy this ticket? That's <laughs> all I'm doing in his ear. And he keeps, he's entertaining, but he's not laughing. He's more like, shh, like I'm trying to listen kind of a thing. But then he tells me he's been following them. He likes one of them, blah, 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 whatever. The very next day or that night, I say to him, hey, really nice to meet you. And we get into the fact that we both own a big business. He owns a big business in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh And a white guy, blonde hair, blue eyes kind of a thing. And I'm like, very nice. Well, this is great. You actually owned a business. Why do all these people want to speak and write a book? Uh I don't want to speak and write a book. So guess what? It was really nice to meet you, but I'm not coming back tomorrow. I found a spa and I'm going to go back home because I don't want to speak or write a book. And he says to me that night, he goes, um, oh, you're going to leave? Oh, well, that's kind of shocking because you don't look like the kind of person who doesn't finish what they start. Let me tell you something. This is like the greatest example of why you have to have A players always around you. That shit pissed me off so mad. I was so mad that night when he said that because I was like, hmm, you don't even know me. You know, like, Mm-hmm. I don't need to prove anything to you. <laughs> the next morning, I'm getting ready to go to the spa. I promise you, Tia, I am ready for the spa. And all I keep seeing is the conference book. And I'm hearing his words. And I'm so annoyed. Like, I'm angry in my soul. So begrudgingly, I show up again late. I ditch the spa. And I show up late. Inconveniently, he saves the only seat. And he goes, I figured you'd be back. I, that is how we became great friends. So he saves the seat and it's the only seat open in the whole place. Of course, I don't want to sit next to him anymore because he's going to call me out. And I think he's a jerk. You know, like I'm mad. Mm -hmm. The next day, fast forward, I got uh, to the end of that day and I watched something called The Offer. I had never seen an offer, so I didn't have context for the, you know, like I I didn't have context for what was happening. And I didn't know why people would buy a program. Like I just didn't get it. I was very lost. Very you know, I went home that night and or I went home the very next day from the event and I remember connecting in Houston back to North Carolina. I was living in Raleigh and I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like I need to go help those people who are in the room. That is passion. Uh-huh. It's all emotional. It's illogical and it didn't make sense. It's not dream. It's not right. inventing or any of the above. Right. It was like, I just going to go help people. But at the time I own a business, so I have the ability to go and help people. Now, what's real is that I actually call my lawyer in Houston while I'm connecting and tell them that I want to sell my company. Here's why I'm telling you this, because I want you to think back to all the conversations we've had. 
I never go back inside of my office. That Monday wow. morning, that is Sunday. That Monday, I stay home. It took me five months to close. I never go back to the office. Never. That is the moment that I realized that I had built a business. It didn't require me. Now, yes. I don't want you to think that there That's weren't good. things that people needed and like, Tiffany, where's that? For sure. But I never went back. I didn't even see it close. We had 15 employees. It was crazy. It was a crazy emotional time, but it was the first time in my life that I was like, I built something. Even, and the reason why I'm sharing this because I can see my evolution. Like I can actually see even yes. in the simple moment, my evolution of making a decision. And I decided to go pursue a passion. I didn't even know I was passionate about people, but I felt like I was so angry. So this is why I'm going to say this. Uh -huh. The only reason, and, and, and I'm going to bring it 360 uh -huh. because Tia told you something really important. She told you, Hey, like you have to really decide what bucket does this thing fall in? Another easy way for you to figure out, is this a passion yeah. that you can build and take money with or make money with yeah. right now is if you stay angry. That's a good, that's good. If you stay angry, if you're pissed off, if you find yourself frustrated, if you're thinking about your passion and you think of sunflowers and butterflies uh -huh. all day long, then that is not something you're going to make money with. And the reason why, because the only reason why I built Do The Damn Thing because I was so angry about what I had seen. And I loved people. And I was like, someone has to go save them, help them, talk to them. Uh -huh. But it was anger that fueled me. I feel like if it was the other way around, I would have walked. Yeah. And we would have never seen the first hundred thousand or two or seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be impossible. I was able to turn that into a business or into actual real dollars because of my anger. Uh-huh. It, it so when you think about your passion, if you can find yourself and ask yourself honestly, when you wake up, are does it are you angry? Yes. You need you need actual fuel in the engine to get to the destination. Yes. And passion uh, that is soft or that is uh, you're emotionally connected to, you won't, you won't, you're not going to uh -uh. put yourself in the driver's seat or in harm's way in order to get the things that you need to get done in order to get there. I was so angry every single day. I think I prom I promise you, can't you just hear me and hear, hear how it. pissed yeah. off I am just thinking about the industry? Yeah. It naturally makes me angry. So, Anger is a problem. And then we look to create solutions. Mm -hmm. Amazing people who can identify what Tia said uh, is step number two, identify. Like, what yeah. is this really? Yeah. And then put it into the bucket that it is. Mm -hmm. If you're angry enough, then you'll be do something about it. If you're not angry enough, you'll never build a business. You'll never do anything about it. Yeah. You'll dance around it. You'll, you'll tiptoe. You'll get your foot a little bit wet. And then you'll see yourself with a $2,000 sale. And you're like, I did it. You did not do it. That is not a business. I made $5,000 next month. That is not a business. A business is going to uh, give you a certain amount of dollars every single month in a same repetitive fashion so that you can forecast and yes. look into the future. It is not by luck. It is not, it is not fingers crossed. There is a strategy and a plan. Well, Tiffany, I beg to differ. It doesn't matter. Uh -uh. At the end of the day, if you the, the, it doesn't matter if you differ. What matters is whether or not you're going to make a decision to be rich or right. Oh, that is so tough. That's it. I cannot tell you how grateful I am for this. You said something key that I want everyone to kind of pay attention to in this story. 
you said I was profitable. Therefore, I was able to go after something I was passionate about. Mm -hmm. See, most things that we hear say turn your passion into money and no, this and that. That's and then, then this is reverse. So you you were a living example of it reverse. You said, I found myself, I, I got myself to a space where I was profitable and I'm moving through life. And then I stumbled up on something that I got angry about and passionate about. But guess what? I was able to do something about it because I had the financial piece in place. And this is what needs to be changed. So these, um, these places, these events, these programs that keep people stuck in this idea of this passion that you have can someday do this, that's wonderland. That's if. That's a hit and miss. That's a huge risk. Are you willing to risk that time? Time is money, money is time. Are you willing to risk that time to figuring that out? Because you'll get to the end of the road and maybe that wasn't. This, this is a vital discussion today. This is saving someone's life today. Someone's financial life today. Someone's marriage today. Someone's marriage. This is saving someone. Someone's relationship with their kids. Someone's mindset. Their mental. Tia, you're a hero. I'm here. You Listen, <laughs> I know that's right. She's like, I'm listen here. to me, people. I'm here. I am here. Mm -hmm. You are here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are here. The mm -hmm. Tia Mother Effing Ross. Gosh, thank you so much, Tia. That I don't think there are words that could ever express how I feel right now, but you are amazing. Thank I cannot you. wait. I cannot wait to have you back. So damn good. So for the person who's listening, I want to know, what was your favorite part? I don't care where you're listening to this. Send me a note, a comment below. Give me some detail. I want to know what part was painful. What part did you go, holy mother of Johnson, and what are you going to do next? <laughs> I hope that episode was amazing for you and you are closer to building the damn thing. I can't wait to hear what your thoughts were, what part you loved, and the action that you're going to go take because the truth of the matter is that the person who wins is not the person who gets there first. It's the person who takes action first. Now, I've got a gift for you and it is at www.strapthustle.com. It is imperative that you run there and you see all types of goodies, starting with the seven must-haves you've got to put when telling your story. There is so much deliciousness awaiting for you. I would love nothing more than for you to go ahead and give us a thumbs up and a five-star review on not just this episode, but this entire series of how do you build the damn thing. Like always, if there's anything that we can do to make your weekday or month better, please let us know. And more importantly, I can't wait to see you live. Whether it's at Do The Damn Thing Live or in one of our communities, or maybe you're just hanging out with us on social media. What I know to be true is that I am meant to connect with you somewhere. And I can't wait for that day to happen. And more importantly, I can't wait to see what you build. 